can we just make it a running joke in the cast that like everything that goes wrong is Joe's fault? We've been doing that since episode one. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Well, now I want to be a part of that. Welcome aboard. Guess what? You are. And today she became a true member. I've always hated Joe. I've been <laughs> Joe hater this number one since this the beginning. It's the dawn of time. And he's like your liberal co-host on the show. So that's right. Yeah, it pisses lovely. me off. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, snowflakes and trumpets, welcome to the Trouble Speak. And it's Monday, October 15th, 2018. Five rounds for the Trouble Speak Welterweight Championship of the cast. Introducing first, fighting out of the blue corner. He watched all the Disney Pixar films before it was cool. It's Jonah Snowflake Maui. What can I say except, how you doing? And now, fighting out of the brown corner. He'll hashtag you like he's it. That's a sleeper, give it a minute. Robert Erresista Tweetora. I'm back again. And next, fighting out of the pastel corner. Yeah, it's really nice over there. She'll blame the patriarchy faster than you can mansplain it. Gabrielle. Token woman, Instagrammer! Hey, what's up, guys? I'm a lady. Your host for this podcast is Herb Dean. All right, everybody. Doing, we're doing current events differently this time. We're going to play a little game. And I call it the game of groans. Because when you play, you win or you sigh. So what we're going to do is I'm going to start with a topic, start with an issue, just like we always do. And if you want to discuss it, we'll discuss it. Or... Or we use the Space Force. Now, or when I propose the topic, based on how loud the groans are in reaction to the topic, we'll just move on. No topic. No harm, no foul. Moving on. We good? I'm we good okay to go? That. Sounds good. Yep. I like it. If you bring up Kavanaugh, I'm going to bring the loudest groan uh... of existence. I wish you could see my topic list right now because the very first topic says, Kavanaugh, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> no more Kavanaugh, thank you. We have to deal with him forever already, can't we? Can't we just <laughs> do one without him? Moving on. Uh, Nikki Haley resigns. To be honest, I have no idea what happened there. There's some talk that there were some scandals where she was taking private planes from... That's what I read, too. Either, I can't remember if it was senators or GOP donors, but that's it. And honestly, compared to all the other scandals, that's like the tamest thing in months, so... I know a lot of people online were thinking that she was going to drop out and then possibly run in 2020, but then she went and said, no, I'm not going to run against Trump, and actually I'm going to campaign for him. So that was that was very surprising from all the pundits beforehand. They thought she was going to say something completely different. 
Yeah, and there's no way she was ever going to primary Trump. If anything, maybe he'd drop Pence and then have her as VP, but mm. there's no way. There's no way she'd primary against him. Well, there you I did it. read rumors that Trump was thinking about dropping out in 2020 to focus more on the ground game because he's better at that, as we can see from all of his fucking circus sideshow that he's been doing out <laughs> around campaigning for the Republicans. He's pretty good at that, and maybe he just thinks that he'll be better suited there, but I don't know. That, that's a long shot. He's going to stay in power as long as you can keep it. Yeah, that yeah i don't think i don't think his ego will allow him to do that even though exactly. that probably would not be a bad move on his part honestly no but uh if something comes up between now and then i can see that as a definite likelihood i think it depends on how strong the investigation goes if it looks like it's going to dig something up there's no way he's gonna leave power because that's his best bet of staying out of jail but yeah nikki haley we don't got much on that so next topic next topic um, Elizabeth yeah. Warren submits her proof of Native American heritage. Suck it, Trump. <laughs> uh, to clarify, Miss Pocahontas is... You can't point- call her that. <laughs> Only our president can call her that. <laughs> There's a range, but she's approximately 0.09% Native American. Okay, that's like virtually nothing. <laughs> I mean, she, she can claim Native American heritage... Here's the thing. Family, basically, everyone basically... in America can claim that. Hey, but what a powerful I mean, statement that she's willing to get the test done. He put herself out there. Trump won't even release his taxes. So, to wow, be fair, she went to 23andMe.com and right? ordered a $50 <laughs> kit. Yeah, but at the same time, Trump even said he'd drop a million dollars to a Native American charity if she proved it. He denied it. that shit immediately. I saw that. That's bullshit. No, I didn't say it. I'm the president, not you. <laughs> it's like literally on video. He's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. That's One more thing great. about Trump. Did you guys see the inter- the 60-minute interview where he's talking to the woman about uh, oh, all the stuff going on? I did not get a chance to see it. The conversation really gets really heated. Watch it if you get a chance. It's entertaining one way or the other. Yeah. But at the very end, like he starts getting a little bit She's trying to get him to you know, swear. She's trying to, to get him things. to apologize at least for to making fun of her. To apologize and to swear to do certain things. He's like, you know what? I don't have to swear to anything. I'm the president, not you. I can do Basically. what I want. He's like, hey, That's guess pretty- what? We won. She lost. Next subject. He literally said, "I'm the it's president." So not bad. You. It was like, yeah. what the hell? He literally said, "We won." Like, really? Did, did anybody win in that situation? Anyway, we're, we're talking Kavanaugh again. Gabba, you're not even groaning. I can't believe it. Uh... <laughs> there she is. Moving what on. What the fuck kind of groan was that? That's pretty bad. You're not at the dentist. Anyway, so Kanye, we going to talk about Kanye? Um, I'm the one controlling the topics here. Thank you. <laughs> um, so uh, Kanye meets with Trump. <laughs> hey, Kanye got did dirty by the media, though. That, oh, that my God. They were they just. All right. This, this actually really fucking irritates me. I don't want to go too hard. It's my fucking podcast i don't give a shit i'm sick of these fucking <laughs> house niggers on cnn going at anybody like they put their black correspondent up front so that their white network can speak through them and somehow that's not racist it's fucking bullshit it I'll irritates agree. the agree shit out of me like they've got this white racist hand up their velvety asses while they're just spouting a bunch of racist shit they're calling kanye all kinds of shit but they're black yeah, so it's okay Negro, all kinds of stuff man it was awful just, oh. Yeah, no, I'll agree with that. That is, we're totally on point with that. Take of it. it. It did no favors for the left or anybody on the opposite side of the argument. There, you can think what you think about, you know, Kanye and Trump being a sideshow. It is, it is, but you still got to watch what you say. Yeah, the other it's... side has to watch what they say, no matter how crazy it gets on the other side. So both sides have to watch what they say. Kanye yeah, in the White House in, in general is stupid, but 
Anyway, moving on. On the same topic, kind of, more or less. Uh, they broke Taylor. She uh, finally, she hadn't been political the entire time. She finally endorses the Democrats. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, Taylor Swift, of course, known for her hit single, Shake It Off, uh, Bad Blood, Jesus Take the Wheel. Everybody knows these songs. So she's uh, political now. And fun fact, over 100,000 millennials registered to vote within 24 hours of Taylor tweeting out registered to vote. It's actually a really big moment. I know you guys probably don't think it is, but she does have a lot of sway. And the fact that she has not said anything political up to this point, it makes a difference in the normie's eyes. You know, most people who... The NPCs, if you will. I'm not going to go full NPC yet. (laughs) It's such a new and fresh meme. Yeah, her, her endorsing the blue, the left side liberals, Democrats, or even just one, was a big, big power play. I think that's why we saw Kanye shoot up so big with Trump, too. And, like, he was like, all right, or maybe maybe it was vice versa. Kanye was getting out there for the black vote for Trump, so the Democrats were like, all right, we need to give Taylor all the money in the world and get her on the left side. They're, they're all just fucking playing roles. They, yeah. they don't give a fuck about any of the people on no. either side, and you couldn't pay me enough money to say that they do. I'm just <laughs> saying, is it not pretty obvious when you have Kanye on Trump's side and Taylor Swift right. on the other side. Like, it's literally so on the nose that I'm usually not for the conspiracy angle. I'm like, uh, is this really? This has to be a TV show at this point, right? Honestly, going back to Kanye, I thought they're going to make him a diplomat. Yeah, I was, I was really thinking they were going to make him a UN diplomat. And I was like, that's just going to be normal news. Like, I thought that was possible. I literally don't know so, if I could handle that. <laughs> if he, wait, do you mean like replacing Nikki Haley? <laughs> He, he was meeting with Kushner and Trump that same day. <laughs> what a loss my shit. Yeah, but that's I mean, too much. Is it too much? I mean, things much. have already gone, things not gone that far that's yet. That's full on Looney Tunes. It's like another news, uh, fucking Daffy Duck is now the vice president. <laughs> I had a point, but I lost the thing about Daffy Duck. <laughs> I feel like Gabba had a point, but she didn't want to butt in. Uh, yeah, I was going to say two things. One, the fact that celebrities are getting involved with politics so much just kind of irks me a little bit. And two, I think it's really awesome that she got that many people to register to vote, though, because I feel like a lot of millennials don't really feel like they have a voice in anything. And the fact that she did get all those people to do that is actually really amazing. National Treasury, if you did. Uh, no, definitely people actually did register to vote and that wasn't just some number pulled out of thin air. Then yeah, that's definitely great. It's just it's so weird that you have Kanye literally hugging fucking Donald Trump in the White House, wearing the MAGA hat, and then days before Taylor's like, Hey guys, vote Democrat. Out of nowhere. Okay. Out of moving nowhere. on. We got a hurricane and Florida is fucked up right now. Like this shit did some damage. Uh, the death toll right now, I think it's in the high teens. I think it was 18 was the last number I saw. And there's a lot of people still unaccounted for, but it's bad. I uh, I really feel bad because it actually tore right through my childhood home. We used to live on base in Tyndall in Panama City. And I saw the pictures from there and it, it threw like fighter jets were just upside down. I mean, obviously, they were. I don't think they were actually in service or anything. They were probably just for show. But yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. Yeah, you hear about hurricanes in the news all the time. It's like, oh, another hurricane's hitting. Yeah, we hear this shit all the time. I finally looked at pictures of the damage and whatnot. Oh, my God. It's a lot worse than they were originally seemed to be proposing. Hurricanes are bad business, man. It, it comes with the territory, but that doesn't make it any less sad or any less heartbreaking. People say, oh, well, they shouldn't live there. You know, I've even said that at some points in time, but, you know, it's not easy to just get up and go. And with all the false 
warnings that you'll see like oh it's gonna be bad it's gonna be bad then you skip out on your job you leave your house and all this stuff you throw off your whole entire rhythm and nothing happens and you're like oh well next time i'm not gonna listen next time you don't listen and your house gets demolished so they're really in a lose-lose situation over there and i mean it sucks to be on any coastal area where a hurricane can hit because they're devastating absolutely and I kind of love and hate to see what it does to people because like, obviously you hate to see the damage that's done, people losing all these things. But then same time, I start seeing all these post videos of people going out there just on the side of the highway with signs of saying free food and water. Anybody that needs anything, we're here for you. It's just seeing people, the generosity. This seems like a natural disaster is what it takes for people to finally have a heart with other people. The rest of the time, they're at each other's throats. Yeah. It's showing that everybody's really not as bad as we always make it out to be. There's tons of examples of everybody being dicks to each other and ripping each other off. But when it, those when it always get highlighted, it, they never seem to highlight these really like human moments where people really seem like we're all in this together. I think they do highlight it. It's just it's literally like a blink compared to everything else. Fair enough. So it's like, look how awesome this is. Oh, that's great. And then immediately 50 other examples of people just being shitty towards each other. And negativity lasts a lot longer in our current mind frames than positivity does. You can have a whole day where everything goes your way, but if one bad thing happens, some people are be like, oh, why is my whole day got to be shitty? 90% of your day is probably positive, and you're going to let that one negative thing pull you down. And I'm, I'm guilty of it, too. I'm sure you yeah, guys are probably The human there. psyche. And unfortunately, that's how we're conditioned to be. Gabby, I don't know if you want to add anything more to that, but I mean, it really seems like negativity has become the norm. Like people, they expect to be disappointed rather than expecting things to go right. And we need to change that dynamic mentally. People have this mindset where like they're thinking negatively. And so they're almost forcing negative things to happen to them at that point. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes. Word. All right. Uh, Game of Groans has been surprisingly not groany so far. We've got a uh, Antifa brawl up in Portland. <laughs> I saw the people side. stopping the guy's car, and it looked dramatic. It doesn't feel like we got the full story about what happened there, but I mean, it just looked unnecessary in general. I don't know the full story, but there's there's got to be a better way of handling business. Yeah, I I don't know the full story either. As far as I could tell, it was the same old story. There was a, I, I guess, right wing like prayer group. They were trying to, I think they were marching for like order on the streets or something like that for whatever reason, violence, just crime in general. And obviously Antifa had to show up with their masks and start in their same old shit they always do. So this particular time, it was a all out brawl. I watched a couple of videos of people just full on melee in the streets. Uh, the police showed up. They didn't arrest anybody. They literally just went through and just started peppering everybody with like the beanbag gun just to break them up and just kind of said yeah okay enough's enough wait a second what about what about the one that happened in new york i don't think i heard about this i didn't hear about anything in portland there was a, one in new york where it's, it sounds like the same thing where there was a group the proud boys were in new york they're at a republican center that had been vandalized before looking by some antifa guys uh they came out of the club they were escorted by police it looks like that there was a couple of the Antifa guys that did try to instigate a fight. And there was a giant fight where at least three people, three of the Antifa guys got arrested. Uh, none of the dudes on the right have been arrested yet, but it was a big brawl. There's some videos of that too, where they're knocking some people down and punching the shit out of them. Doesn't sound like it was a um, proud moment for anybody. Those things never seem to be pretty, yeah. pretty much par for the curse. Another news. James Gunn is directing Suicide Squad 2. 
I only bring this up because we uh, kind of got into James Gunn a little bit back in uh, back when we had Adam on the cast talking about all that sort of thing. Is he the guy from Guardian of the Galaxy? He is that guy. Yes. Is he the guy who made a bunch of like pedophilic jokes back in his earlier day? He is also that guy. Yes. Is he the guy who apologized for all that stuff, but some people didn't forgive him and Disney kicked him off? The, the very same. Exactly. Oh, well, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it. Uh, another well, news. Uh, that that concludes that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's pretty clearly DC saying, "Hey, here's some talent that's available. Uh, worked for Marvel. Let's snatch them up for our goofy group movie." Basically, I was gonna say another news. DC might make a decent movie for a change, so something to look forward to. Suicide Squad one sucked, and yeah. I didn't expect the second one to be any better. <laughs> I'm with Rob on that one. I don't. I'm not holding out any hope. Well, it's something I'm fairly certain we're not gonna skip. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Jamal Keshoggi has disappeared. I think Joe probably has more details on this than anybody, so I'll let you take it away. All right. Um, Mr. Khashoggi was going to Turkey. He was in Turkey at the time. He uh, was, he is, well, was a Saudi citizen. To file papers for an upcoming marriage, he went to the Saudi embassy to basically get his forms in order for this. They visited. They took down his information. They told him he had to come back the next day because, I don't know, reasons. Came back the next day, walked into the Saudi embassy, and has not been seen since. The Saudis are claiming that he came in, got what he needs, and left. The Turkish government is claiming that he never exited the embassy and are now saying they have evidence that he was killed in the embassy, his body dismembered, and taken away. Lots of, lots of rumors swirling around this. The biggest one right now, which is definitely not verified though, was that Mr. Khashoggi had a watch on, an Apple watch, and that he turned the record function on and that somehow captured his murder, but that's not verified yet. Right, right. Which even him doing that period kind of implies his suspicion and worry of what was going to happen. Yeah, uh, something that probably some people know if they did a little bit of research on him. He is... The son, I believe, of Muhammad Khashoggi. I might, I probably need to check his name. But his dad was a very large arms dealer for the Saudi government. Right, right. Mr. Khashoggi's grandfather was actually the personal doctor to the Saudi prince, or one so of the Saudi princes. Intricate anyway. connections to the Saudi royals. Definitely. Also kind of just weird connection out of nowhere. Mr. Khashoggi's father, the arms dealer, once sold off a yacht for $29 million to a one Mr. Donald Trump. <laughs> How did I know Trump was going to get looped into this somehow? <laughs> yeah, uh, of course. Who went ahead and sold that same yacht for $20 million, taking a $9 million loss Oof. Yeah, to an Indian government official so that his casino, I, th I think it was called the Taj Mahal Casino because of course it was, would not go through bankruptcy. So uh, lots of lots of little weird connections there. So far, there has nothing been verified about Mr. Khashoggi's whereabouts one way or the other. There's been no body, no evidence uh, to actually prove that he has been murdered. I believe there was Hello? a some kind of diplomat with the Saudi Did embassy that was off grounds. And some of the cars that day had left the embassy in a hurry, went to that diplomat's house. And afterwards, that diplomat canceled all future meetings that he had and has not really left his house since. I gotcha. Um, we still got everybody. Sound like we're on some audio issues. 
Yeah, I disappeared. Like, I couldn't hear anything for a minute there. I don't know what happened. That happens to me at least once an episode where everybody just <laughs> dies out and comes back, and I was like, I didn't hear the past 10 seconds of the conversation. Lots of Saudi conspiracy stuff. Saudi conspiracy I mean, stuff. Not a whole lot of evidence, but does right. seem rather suspect. Not a whole lot of story going there right now, but it does lead into something else I was wanting to talk about. So... Rob, you know more about this WWE thing than anybody. What's what the fuck's going on with they're going to Saudi Arabia? How does how does this work? Right now in wrestling, WWE, they're going to Saudi Arabia for a second time, and they're really getting that Saudi money right now. They're really close to the prince, and what they're trying to do is get some extra money for everybody, and mo mostly for events before he gets out. So they're doing another event over there, and the thing that's controversial about it is they don't have any women wrestling there because it's it's not allowed. Women simply are not allowed to wrestle in that country because it's indecent. It's not right. It's not ladylike. And they knew that the first time they went in, and it was kind of a moment where it's like, oh, this is kind of a bad look, but it was a one-time deal, whatever. But now they're going back again, so they're really just saying, you know, we don't really care about the women as far as I'm concerned. You know, maybe we'll get them eventually, and they can try to say this is some scapegoat into, well, we got to start somewhere. But the thing that makes it all fishy is they have a women's revolution thing coming up, and... It's an event directed right towards women, you know, women empowerment. It's going to be a whole show, just female wrestlers. And right, right. putting it off as some big moment for them, but it's really just to cover for the Saudi event that they have coming up. It's Gabby, their way do you of feel, saying... Do you feel empowered by seeing uh, women wrestling becoming, becoming the thing? Do I feel empowered? Does it empower you to see these strong women on TV? I mean, not me personally, but I feel like maybe like younger girls watching it would make them feel... Like, they could do that if they really wanted to. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, another thing. Wait, you guys hear that? Who's what playing that? music? I hear something. What's happening? Oh, oh my geez. God, it's Daddy. Look, I'm here whether you the, like it or not. Who the fuck? We're going to try something brand fuck? new here. Talking about something that matters. Um, what you little nerds sitting at home need to be worried geez. about is who's going to walk out of WWE's Crown Jewel event on November 2nd as Universal Champion. All right, it's hey. Blake. It's, hey, uh, how about you shut your mouth for once and stop interrupting you? Right. And your little snowflake audience The most disrespectful man in radio entertainment. Hey, if, if y'all got a problem with this, you can come get you some. Yeah, that's what I thought. Who gave me an invite to this channel? I don't need an invite to be here. But the women do need an invite to get women? to Saudi Arabia. Since when did women matter? Okay, yeah, hold up. Yeah. What the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, we don't need any woman at this event. We got the big dog Roman Reigns putting his title on the line in a triple threat match with Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar. Okay, well, who gives the fuck about wrestling anyway? Exactly. The Universal Championship is the most prestigious title in okay, WWE. who talks about WWE ever? Uh, who doesn't? There are many people that are fans of wrestling and many other you fiction all can just call me old daddy, things I've happen probably out been there. With all There's stuntmen putting their lives on the line for us. Not just stuntmen, but stuntmen. Hey, how about and you shut your little lip before I smack about, them around? But we need to have stuntmen and women over in Saudi Arabia. No, WWE's been around for decades on decades, and women haven't mattered since day one. It's time for women to matter as well. Whatever. Given women appreciation that they deserve. Well, yeah, whatever. Well, if women want to go out there and shake their ass a little bit, I'm fine with it, but they don't need to be in the room. That is completely uncalled for. What kind of mindset do you really have to be in to believe that women don't have the Kavanaugh same... is a justice, baby. All right, just... With all your heart and ovaries, you hate Blake. And my ovaries. <laughs> They're your most powerful parts. So it's your most powerful hate.
Okay, then what is the man's most powerful part? I don't know. I, I... There's nothing powerful about the man. It was a trick question. And yeah, that's whatever. the bottom line, because Gabba said so. Now get your ass off our show, Blake. We got an actual podcast to do. I don't have time for this anyways. The football game's starting up. And football rules. Later, nerds. Oh. Thank God. All right. If Saudi Arabia actually did do this, that means on a sovereign nation, they kidnap a resident of the U.S. in a oh. different country. And if they actually did kill him, killed him. What's to say they won't do that to anybody else? Right. And even though the media is pointing fingers and saying, hey, something's going on here. We think the Saudis are behind it. Saudi Arabia comes out and says, hey, if uh, you don't stop fucking blaming us for this, if you try to retaliate against us in any way, we're going to retaliate equally. You try to put sanctions on us. Oh, I guess what? Maybe this oil costs a little more all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly. They have a lot of power. It's fun to think about everybody other countries being super powerful. But when you start fucking with people's money, you kind of see who actually gets to call the shots. Exactly. I'm just saying, I mean, we go to renewable energy, start helping with some climate change. Elon Musk, do you want to make a fucking affordable electric car? Start uh, start going with some solar and wind energy and, you know. All right, wind energy is bullshit. Can we can we come out and say this? I know we're kind of derailing the conversation here. Wind energy sucks. All those windmills do is kill birds. They're fucking worthless. There is renewable not. energy, but wind energy is bullshit. I completely disagree, but okay. I don't, I mean, been using windmills for centuries to do various things, and we can't exactly. use that to it's fucking offer old. some kind of power. Uh, whatever. There's been Wheels zero on. investment in geothermal and just all kinds of other renewable energy sources. Oh, no. I mean, definitely invest in that, too. We could start calling, you know what? We could, su- instead of calling it climate change, we can do, like, environmental maintenance. Like, give it, a different, give it a different name. Like, Yo, 2020, he's got the zing words. That's I actually a really good idea. To- it's, it's got a stigma now. I'll pull on wrestling since we had Blake on earlier. You know, someone has a certain theme that comes on, people immediately boo. They change the theme, they stop booing as much. You change the wording you change the phrasing it's gonna make a big difference climate People change are tired of go. about climate change they're tired of hearing about all that kind of shit you change the name of it repackage it kind of like what trump did with that whole mexico and canada deal he's like oh it's yeah. a different it's a different deal guys it's a different it's the same, same fucking, fucking thing. deal but he sold it but he sold it that's true can't argue yeah. that because uh saying- you guys remember global warming that was a thing they rebranded it captain planet son you into a fucking tree i'm just (laughs) i'm just saying like no one cares about climate change super liberals still don't give a shit about climate change but if you say hey we're doing this to make money hey we're doing this so you don't see like trash on the side of the road hey we're you know making your energy bill go down that's still good it's still working towards the same goal it just you know here's the problem joe change this is america in america we use coal, goddammit. In Merca, we don't give a fuck about the environment. Whatever, you go West Frankfurt right now, and there's still news articles about the mine explosion from way back when. That killed I mean, it's dangerous as fuck. Yeah, get out of the hole. Get these get people out of the ground. Get them a job that's not going to kill them in 20 years. Why are you trying years? to bankrupt American businesses, Joe? It's just, I mean, that should be the message. Hey, here's a job that's not going to kill you in 20 years. And, you know, you can afford a new house instead hey. of, oh, no, we got to go to new energy or we got to go to renewable energy. It's like, no, here's a new power plant. How does it run? Well, here's some new science stuff. And you can understand it. And I don't make you feel like an idiot. That's the problem, Joe. I'm a miner. I'm 
a simple man and I don't understand all your newfangled energy. My Most family was coal miners. No, those people are not dead. Those people know how to turn a wrench. Those people know how to maintain machines. Those skills are still needed. It's just everybody has a shit way of talking to people about it. That's hey, this, it, it's a job. It's a good job. People still work at power plants. It's just a different way of generating energy. It just don't make people feel like shit because their family members way back when had those jobs. But here's the thing. The, why on earth would they retrain coal miners to do these jobs when they can grab a college kid who knows how to do it already? All of a sudden, all these coal miners are just out of work. Because you still need people to do the basic stuff that that college kid's not going to do. Yeah, he can work an Excel spreadsheet, but does he know how to keep conveyor belts running? Does he know how to, how to turn and tighten bolts? Can he even maintain the basic of machines? And with that, they're not going to necessarily hire a college kid with a degree because if they have a degree, they're going to have to pay them more than someone just that was a coal miner and has no college degree. Exactly. Like, Call them coal you... miners stupid. All right, I'm done doing this. <laughs> I'm just, it just is exactly like Rob said. There is a way to sell it. It's just the left is so shitty at it. It yeah. is. It almost has to be on purpose. And I think that's most of our problems is just the communication of it. Yeah. We go about it in the way of making people feel bad or feel wrong. Don't make them feel bad. Don't make them feel wrong. Just give them an alternative. You can't force them to decide on something. All you can do is do your best to give them the alternatives. Let them react the way they're going to react. And when they do, dismiss it. Move on if they're nothing of use to you. And if they are, and they even show a little bit of interest because you actually showed them a little bit of compassion trying to convince them of this, then stay with them and work with them. Getting people to change from one diametric end to another is going to take work. You're not going to just be able to say, do it and expect it to be done. It'd be nice, but that's not realistic. It takes hard work and time. Word, Mike. Yeah. I mean... It's the idea of taking a whole population of people who grew up a certain way or they view things a certain way and then treating them like shit, which is insane. Then it's, it's insulting the culture. That's what they take it as and what yeah, people exactly. on the opposite right. side don't see. It is their culture. You may say, oh, what a shitty culture. You have no right to say that. They've had fathers and grandfathers and people who've been in there. Maybe they died in there. Maybe they were dumb for going down, but, but it doesn't matter. It's their culture. It's what they believe in. It's what they trust. It's what they know. And when you come in and attack them, they're going to attack back. They're going to defend. But if you go on there and say, you know what? We appreciate what you've done. We know your job is hard. But we want you to be able to do this in a way that's more effective and it's going to keep you and your family longer than what your grandfather and great-grandfather did. Come at it from that angle and watch the change. You're not going to get everybody. You're still not going to get everybody, but you're going to get more. Well, but I think the left needs to stop being condescending. They need their own Donald Trump that will speak to the people. Maybe not the most eloquent way. I mean, like even Obama, incredible and effective speaker as he was, he still said, hey, if you're running a coal power plant, um, you're going to have to shut it down because we're going to bankrupt you. Like you can say that as eloquently as you want. They're going to take offense to that. Yeah, definitely. Like it kind of gave the coastal liberals like a little jolt, like, ah, yeah, exactly what we want. But everybody else is like, damn, dude, that's. Fuck you. Like, that's my job. That's my family. That's our heritage. That's where we come from. How are you just going to say, well, you're going to go bankrupt because uh, you're dumb and you should get a better job. That's the best Obama impersonation. <laughs> I mean, I think in general, the best way to come at anything is with compassion. And you'll definitely reach more people that way than with hate. So that's Donald Trump. Yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> Set it for I you, mean, man. I don't want to get on this. Sorry, right, I'm supposed to, be, supposed to be resident 
conservative and I'm I'm fucking that up. Um, <laughs> you've been anti Trump this whole time. <laughs> this whole episode, you've been super anti Trump. Okay, well, hold up. Well, I do want to say this though. If you're conservative, you are already anti Trump. Trump is not a conservative by any means. Trump's the, been a Democrat his whole life until he decided he wanted to run for president. Yeah, I mean, the only conservative thing he's really done are those fucking tax breaks, and that's that's it. And those tax breaks were pathetic. No, the biggest thing that he did was he was not Hillary Clinton. <laughs> okay, um, as much but, as Donald Trump was hated, Hillary yeah. Clinton was hated more, and that's what we found out in this past election. At Here least it not is. Californians. Norm MacDonald said it best. American people hated Hillary Clinton so much, they voted for somebody that they hated more just to rub it in. <laughs> Holy shit, I love you, Norm McDonald. <laughs> I, I love Norm, too. He says it like uh, this. Norm's the best. All right, uh, Game of Groans was a spectacular failure. Go ahead and put that out there. Good. I liked it. Nobody groaned the entire time. We just talked about every subject. This is supposed to go quickly. I groaned a little bit. A little yeah, bit. but I mean, it kept us focused, on point, got through it. Moving Fair on. enough. I have we one last current event, though. Kavanaugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Kavanaugh wasn't a Last current event. UC Berkeley uh, recently did a study. They were uh, testing water or testing runoff from an uh, agricultural area. They found a chemical called atrazine. Apparently, this drastically lowers testosterone in most species that it comes into contact with. So, I mean, they pulled some frogs out of this river they were testing, and turns out the chemicals in the water are turning the frogs gay. Again, amphibians, certain habitats can change gender. They can, but this chemical is literally forcing it to happen. This Wait, is are you UC saying Berkeley. Are gender fluid? <laughs> I'm, that's exactly what I'm saying. Oh my God, this is so it's bad. Literally, literally the plot point of Jurassic Park. That's a movie, Joe. I'm talking about science. I'm talking about an actual they study use... done by a prestigious college that is forcing the reversal of the sex of the male frogs. That's not, is that? <laughs> it's gay frogs, Joe. It's gay frogs. I hope you can, like, hear the headache for me. I'm trying to cause, like, an actual aneurysm. Like, I want to see it happen in a lifetime. Yeah, I'm getting there, too. Groan. I think uh, pretty much everybody knows somebody with a mental disorder at this point. And I mean, kind of talk about the definition of a mental disorder. But how we, got, how we feel about mental disorders on the rise in general? I mean, it sucks. Really thought I could get in on that one. Okay. Uh, I mean, I feel like there has to be something happening for like this all to just explode. I feel like there has to be something causing it. I think Rob made a good point about we were talking about how uh, technology is evolving faster than the culture can, than people can. And the way social media we're interfacing with, the, the way food has changed, where uh, Monsanto has got GMO and basically all of our food now. And that can't be having no effect. I'm not saying it's directly causing mental disorders, but Big Pharma, everyone is medicated now. All the kids, oh, your kid is acting erratic in any way, cram a bunch of pills in his face. I, I think there's a lot of factors, but it's hard to attribute to any one thing. Gotta be something. Okay, so the top two mental illnesses like that are widespread are depression and anxiety. And I think the thing with social media could honestly be making people feel more alone, which could in turn cause like more depression. Because although the social media allows us to talk to more people all around the world, we're also seeing everyone else's lives and how much better their lives are and what we're not doing and what other people are doing and in turn is making us feel bad about ourselves. And yeah, I even saw, you know, I'm, I'm not going to name any names, but I've known 
people that have been in my groups that even said the same thing, you know, they're able to hide under the guise of, I got all these friends and I seem like I'm a really outgoing person. Well, this is what I'm showing to you. This is the best that I can do right here. If you see me in person, I'm not the same person. So they become ashamed of the fact that they aren't that person that they're projecting out there even. So we got these avatars of ourselves that we've made that we can never live up to. Kind of water, water everywhere, not a drop to drink. I feel like that could also like be attributed to like anxiety, like having this fear that you'd need to live up to what you're putting on social media that can fuel anxiety inside of you as well. I think in general too, is people aren't as strong as we used to be. And that's not saying that everybody is weak. We're just not as strong as we were at one point in time. Before, we could have taken some harsh words and made it through, and some couldn't. And they either got over it or they they fall aside, kind of survival of the fittest. It's harsh. It's mean. It's not fun. I, I grew up in school, and I got made fun of all the time. You know, I got called spig and wetbag and all kinds of other racist stuff whenever I showed up. You know, I'm Mexican. I don't know if anybody knows that. I'm going to say it. I Mexican. don't think that's come up on the podcast before. But, uh, yeah, I had to do Wait, What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Joe. I am not as white as you remember me to be. I've changed. I am now racial fluid. Son of a bitch. What? He's almost as brown as Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not... <laughs> that poor woman. But anyway, you know, I, I had to deal with things like that. And I could have let that eat me up. I could have let that maybe become super depressed. And honestly, I was pretty depressed. But I didn't have social media to go on and voice my depression all the time. And what I try to say by that is, you know, we see this new movement of people wanting to talk about their depression, which I'm all about. You shouldn't feel shame about it or feel like you can't talk about it. But you got to be able to talk about it with people that matter. People on social media, for the most part, aren't the people that are going to help you. They aren't going to give you that connection that helps you get over these depressions. They're going to give you that illusion, but it's not going to be the real thing. You're only going to get over that depression if you surround yourself by real people that actually care about you not people who like your post or share your shit or share their own pain and try to compete with you like i see some some people do that's just disturbing in its own right and if they want to get over it they really got to reach out or have somebody come to help them and even then it's not guaranteed it's it's a hard it's a hard world to live in back in the older times they didn't have a choice so they chose the path of success now we offer alternative paths where it's okay to fail and it's okay to be miserable without offering a solution even. And people just gather around to share the fact that they're they're failing in life and nobody offers a solution or nobody wants to hear a solution. And those that do are seen as condescending pricks. So they can't even get help from the people who care about them because they're seen as the enemy. I, it's so it's just super toxic situation. So going off of what Rob was saying, like a lot of people like to wallow in their depression. Exactly like, what I was going to say. Yeah, they don't want to get help. And when someone offers them a way to get help, they'll just say, oh, that won't work for me before even trying it. And they'll surround themselves with other people who are doing the exact same thing as them. So they never truly get out of that cycle. To get out of that, you really need to surround yourself with positive people. You need to get outside. You need to have sunshine. And that's such an important thing for like depression that people don't realize is that you seriously need sunlight to stay happy. There's so many components to mental health that people don't even realize. But the biggest thing is surrounding yourself with positivity and not allowing yourself to just continue in that negative path. 
couldn't agree more. And I see these posts on social media where people are wallowing their depression and social media really perpetuates their wallowing because they make a post that's like they're just ranting on and on about how bad they have it and how they don't know if they can make through and they don't know what they're going to do. And they get all this likes and all this attention. Oh, no, you're great. You're blah, blah, blah. And it's teaching you. It's like a Pavlovian effect where it's teaching you, hey, the more depressed I act, the more attention I get. So I'm just going to keep upping the ante and getting more and more depressed because I've got this feedback loop of attention. I'd like to bring up that there are other mental illnesses other than just depression and anxiety, which there I've just touched more. on. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's, the there's so many things. Yeah, those are the most common. I think a lot of people, the reason why it spikes so much is because there's confusion about what it actually means. And it's acceptable to just say you have it now. Nobody's going to tell you otherwise. Because if they say, no, you're being, you're being ridiculous, you don't have that issue, then they're seen as the bad guy. And the Mental illnesses are debilitating. Just having a feeling of sadness doesn't make you depressed. Just getting anxious right. about something doesn't give you anxiety. Mental disorders are debilitating. Like you physically cannot do things because of these mental illnesses sometimes. And you can't always combat against it. It's not just a feeling. I argue against that. I argue against that. I, I, I feel like we're stronger than what we want to tell ourselves. Maybe we need medication here and there, but sometimes... We do have the power and the choice to succeed and to push through. I don't believe that any one disease is more powerful than the other. I've had every reason to have these same kind of issues as anybody else has, and I've been able to power through it. And I'm not a saint. I'm no Superman. Things can turn around, and you have to try your best. You're not going to always have ups. It's not going to be like what you saw on TV. It's not going to be like your friends. Your success is measured on your own account. Yeah, that's definitely true. But you also have to remember that there are different degrees of mental illness. Like you could have depression or whatever, but someone else can have a completely different experience from that. And it could be literally debilitating for them. Just because you can push through something doesn't mean that everyone can. But I, I still want to try to be the person who speaks to try to help them. I'm not saying this in a way of like, you're a terrible person. No, I'm trying to say that this weak person can do it. Just let that be some kind of inspiration to know that it's not impossible. It, it It's not impossible. And I don't want it to be put out there that it's just, no, there's nothing you can do about it. I don't like that mentality. Yeah, I agree with you on that. It's just... Some people have it worse. You're it's right. It's you're different right. from case to case, but everyone should try to get through it, whether it be through therapy, through medication, through many different forms to help you get through it you have to at least try if you're just sitting there like laying in bed every day not even trying to get out of this funk that you're in then that's i mean not to be rude but that's honestly your fault you're not trying to get the help that you need well, to say a little bit more about that i'm sure you've read about it too but a lot of the reasons people get so attached to it is because they grow addicted to the sadness it's a bad thing to be addicted to but people are addicted to lots of bad things I, I feel like people get like they get so used to their depression that they just want to stay in it. Like they're so scared to be happy again because they don't want that happiness to be taken away. So they just get to the point where they're like, oh, it's just better to stay in this state of depression than to possibly have something good and have that taken away. So then I feel worse. I've been in that mentality. It's not fun. And it didn't help me. That's the biggest thing. Does it help you? Doesn't matter if it's how you feel or whatever. Is it helping? If it's not helping, try something else. And if it's not helping right away, try it a little bit longer. Sometimes it takes time. You're, none of these problems are going to be fixed overnight. If, if I can reach one person with what I'm trying to say tonight, people do care about you. You have somebody. Everybody's got somebody. And if you don't, I'm truly sorry. But do it for yourself. Do it for them. Try to make yourself better and try to help out somebody else. Even on, if you know you can't fix yourself, try to help somebody else with the issue. Try to find somebody who may be worse off and help them. 
Well said. Yep. I'm a uh, been hesitant to chime in this whole time. You guys are really got something going. Seems like the consensus we came to is just a combination of things. It's like I was saying, it's the fear of becoming happy and losing it. That fear of loss. So there's a fear aspect. It's I think also addiction, like Rob was saying. You get addicted to you. It's what you get comfortable with. It's what you know. It starts to feel like home. And I think it's really also a problem of motivation where if you don't have that drive, if you're laying in bed all day and you just don't have a drive, it's like, what is the point? I've, I've been to these dark places. I know, just like you guys were saying, I know what it feels like to just question, like, what's the point? Why get up? What's the end game? What's going to happen? Nothing good's going to come of it. So why not just lay here? And same time, you kind of have to think it's like, well, my depression is so crippling. I literally can't get up. I feel like if your house just caught on fire, right? Murder just broke in the front door. All of a sudden, there'd be a fire lit under your ass. Yeah, you'd, you'd probably get up. You'd probably do something about that. So clearly, there is enough motivation that could get you up. You're just not finding it within yourself. I mean, sure. <laughs> your input, input invaluable as always, Joe. <sighs> To be honest, I took antidepressants for over a year. It really, it can be super crippling. Uh, I was unaware of this show. Yeah, I don't like to talk about it. Um, why I'm not enough. really, I swear I'm not really chiming in. It's just, it sucks. It's, it's, it's a tough thing to deal with. And I think honestly it affects everybody differently because everybody has a different way of, of viewing life, of thinking about things. It's just kind of being aware of what's happening to you. And kind of like what you guys said, it's, it's the willingness to do something about it, but it's also understanding what's happening to you at the same time. You may sure. not even, you may not even realize what's going on. Some people take it as God or just talking to you or demons are talking to you or whatever. And they really think that because they don't understand that it's another part of your brain that's interacting with your higher functions and you are processing it in a way that ends up becoming harmful to you. And if you think that something is happening to you, don't be afraid to go talk to a doctor about it. Another thing I wanted to mention was treatments are so different for each person. Like some person might do really well on a certain antidepressant. When I was on antidepressants, it made everything worse. It made me feel numb. I didn't want to do anything. I wasn't depressed, but I didn't feel any happiness either. Some people may do well in therapy. They get to talk with a professional about their feelings and get professional feedback. Some people, it's hard to open up. You know, it's just different for each person and you really need to find what works for you. If one therapist doesn't work, go see a different one. There are different types of practices for every kind of mental illness or a different, there's so many different types of medications that work differently in every person's brain. It's just so complicated that you have to do trial and error to really get what's going to work for you. And the unfortunate thing about all this is I don't think big pharma is on your guys' side or any of our side. Mm-hmm. They may pretend to be, but it's it's a money-making machine for them. Yeah, 100%. You're I don't know if I want to open this can of worms, but marijuana is proven to help with depression extremely. Consider that can of worms open. Why isn't the old Mary Jane more widely prescribed as it seems to help a fuck ton of people in the areas that it has already been legalized? Because Big Pharma. Pretty much it. That's it. (laughs) There's, um, for everybody who doesn't know, we, we all live in Illinois. Uh, a couple state representatives that are running in the fall, both have actually come out. I wish I remember their names. Both have actually come out against legalizing recreational marijuana. The lady has, I heard her on uh, NPR this morning. She was talking about she's not for it because it makes her feel like 
she's becoming a drug dealer, which is insane, but whatever. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? I just, yeah, okay. I know. She likened it to, because talking about how it generate a lot of revenues for the state, she likened it to her going to her kids with her husband and saying, oh, hey, we need more money, so me and your dad are going to go sell drugs now. Uh, I can't which... understand this mindset of when a drug becomes legal, suddenly everyone's going to immediately do it. I can't wrap yeah. my mind around it. I it mean, so many people already do it, and it's illegal. So, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'll I always go feel- conspiracy mode on this, that Big Pharma is selling us pills that have side effects that they have pills for, that have side effects that they have pills for. It's just a giant money-making machine. And suddenly, a plant that anyone can grow in their backyard that cures all of these things for them, a bit of a threat. There's definitely some people that are moving behind the scenes to keep this from happening. What are some of the sales that Colorado and was it Las Vegas? Are they the ones that legalized it? Uh, I know Colorado, Colorado was for the sure. First. Yeah. And Nevada is trying to, or they're in the process. I feel like a lot of states are at least in the process if they haven't legalized it already. I don't have stats in front of Anyway, we, we've heard about how, how much the sales and you know revenue has been up for these states that have done it. How much of it is recreational smoking? How much of it is medicinal? And how much of it is using hemp? Are they able to use hemp for alternative ways of fuel and clothing and energy and things like that now? I think so, because I think there are some rumblings about Kentucky wanting to push through that so that way the farmers have a different crop to grow, not for marijuana but specifically just for him yeah i mean i thought hemp was the thing that they're really against not so much you know the other stuff was just the thing they threw out to the public but i thought controlling how how easy it could be used to grow and how it could take over other businesses ability to make money seems like that's what it's all about is that balance of power the same we were talking about uh puerto rico being a state like okay yeah we could induct them into the union but all of a sudden this balance of power tilt and i think everyone's afraid of same way with depression, you get so comfortable with the way things are. New thing gets introduced and kind of knocks things askew. A wrench gets thrown in the gears and everyone's afraid of the potential fallout. I just feel like legalizing marijuana, both recreationally and medically, has so many benefits for not just the state, but the people. Because there are so many illnesses that marijuana can help with. And also, can we just talk about how much money the state will get, especially living in Illinois? I mean, not doing so great money-wise. It would really extremely help with the debt that we're in. You're not wrong. And uh, the trouble we got down at the border with the cartel doing fucking horrible things to people over drugs. I mean, it's not just marijuana. They got other stuff coming across the border, too. But, I mean, you legalize drugs, the drug trade goes away. The drug war ends. All these people going to prison, mostly black people, going to prison for nonviolent drug offenses enough but at the same time this is what's being threatened that prison industrial complex where they're getting all this essentially slave labor from these inmates are not paying them shit on nonviolent drug offenses i mean all of a sudden all that's over so there's more industries being threatened than even the ones we're naming well also that's another state by state thing i don't think that the states that have legalized marijuana are letting the people that are in prison because of like selling or having marijuana on them are getting out at all seems kind of insane to me, but what do you guys think? I mean, there's a lot going on with it. To say it's just one industry keeping it down is not true. And then there is, to me, a cultural reasoning behind it. Some people definitely just do not want it to be legalized. And making something that was illegal legal is a lot harder than just outright banning something in the first place. 
when you have people who are in places of power within a community, their voices are heard a lot more than a bunch of young kids coming up that are maybe students, may not have jobs, definitely don't have the same amount of power. They aren't listened to as strong as those members in the community, the other members in the community that are more powerful. So there is definitely a conspiracy aspect to it, and I don't think it's wrong to look at that, but I don't think disregarding the cultural opposition to it should be underlooked either. Completely agree. But at the same time, I see that as the same type of, well, not the same people. I don't want to like throw a blanket over them, but people thinking, oh, gay marriage, you know, these gays, they're a problem. They're culturally, you know, they don't like that aspect being integrated into their culture. So they, they want these laws passed and things done about that. But it's like, at some point you got to kind of weigh culture against progress and it's like you know some something's got to give because marijuana is going to reach a fever pitch that just can't be ignored anymore as this generation comes up in power yep i agree agreement all around rob uh, you know what no gabba give me that main event intro it's, wait i don't remember what it is <laughs> Oh, love it. All right. Main topic, universal basic income, UBI. I guess we'll let Joe explain. Joe, just generally speaking, what is UBI? The idea behind universal basic income is that every citizen would receive a set amount, yearly amount, regardless of income levels, to provide a replacement to our welfare programs, basically. The idea behind it is that everybody receives the same amount. So someone who doesn't have a job would receive the same amount of money from the government. I know, that's scary. <laughs> would see the same amount of money as a millionaire, regardless. And the idea is basically, instead of having rock bottom be the bottom, put in like an inflated bottom. So if you lose your job or go bankrupt, you would still have some money so that you could still afford food, so you could still clothe yourself or your family. And yeah, that's that's the basic concept behind it. So that this was a very just... liberal take on that joke. <laughs> this would just be our taxes going into this instead of welfare, is what you're saying? It kind of becomes the main question, yeah. where is the money coming from? So you propose the re welfare replacement system. I've heard also arguments for welfare plus this, but are we not go there? Well, I'm going the basic concept. Fair enough. Uh, personally, that's how I would view it. Like, there's no need for welfare because you are getting the assistance from everybody, including yourself. You would still have taxes on, you know, goods and services. Those would still exist. Sure. You would probably still need to require an income tax. You can't just create the money out of nowhere. It would require a complete overhaul of our tax and welfare system as we know it. Absolutely. There's two different things we have to look at. One, is it going to be good or bad for us overall and why? And two, how are we going to fund it? There are two separate things we have to answer here. So let's start with the first part, the pros and cons of it. What's good about it? What's bad about it? Okay, fair enough. I do feel like one of the pros and cons is how are we going to pay for it? But 
guess we need let's to all just give our pros for a second. We'll, actually, we'll actually all look at it and try to look at it from a bipartisan situation where we say what good can come out of it you don't have to firmly believe it but what good do you think can come out of it if we do it that's fair um coming from a libertarian standpoint um i mean the libertarian in me loves people just getting a check instead of having to jump through hoops to get x amount of money from the government it's just like here's your money you spend it on what you need okay as far as social programs go that's a much more libertarian way of looking at it where the government isn't really controlling where your money's going come from if you get food stamps you have to spend it on food you can't spend it on anything else um at the same time people are fucking dumb and i think they're going to squander this money on dumb shit i mean this kind of leads into how are we paying for it again but if welfare is going away and we're just getting this check these single mothers that are at home with six kids are they just getting the same base amount of money as everybody else no i think it's depending on how many kids you have to so that allows you extra credits that I think that would be depending on what kind of program we're talking about. Yeah, right. The basic idea would not. What, what be... is basic income though? So it has to take care of the children as well. No, the the idea is that you get a set amount regardless. Right. If you're doing super well off and don't need it, you still get that amount. If you're a single mom with a couple kids, that sucks, but you're already getting the help you need. Well, maybe not the help you need, but the help that you're gonna get. That's the downs that's a con is that it wouldn't i guess so you're saying my, that guess women my turn get, now you're saying women <laughs> shouldn't get a credit for their kids no i'm saying women should not get a credit for their kids my problem with this is the people who need welfare to survive like the people who actually cannot go to work who cannot provide for themselves they wouldn't be able to get as much money as they're getting now because everyone is going to be having to get this money and not I mean, trying to go into where the money's coming from but if it's coming from taxes then everyone's going to have to either pay in more so everyone gets more money or those people who cannot provide for themselves aren't going to have enough money to live on there's a i i think we're straying away from the idea of doing the pros first and then getting to the con <laughs> oh well what, what, whatever let's we'll we'll keep going we were better off the off the hook <laughs> well okay so to me though the idea would be that everybody gets a base amount okay that amount will have to be negotiated to do the most benefit but it doesn't matter what you do. Like, it doesn't matter your situation. You get that amount. If you need more, that sucks, but you're going to have to go get a job. The benefit for, because you're going to need business, you're going to need the rich people on this. The benefit is that the jobs can then pay people a little less to make up for it. So if you are getting $10,000 from the, a year from the government, you would work for some place that would be paying you 10000 less. So it's not that you're getting a lot of money and then being on top of a well-paying job. It's that the rock bottom has moved up. So that way, if you do lose a job, you're not suddenly starving on the street. It's not a, hey, here's some free money. Life is so much better for everybody. It's literally just keeping people from dying in the gutter. And the, the benefit to that is that everybody has it regardless that's my vision of this is that we would no longer have welfare systems because welfare exists to help people who hit rock bottom and this is keeping literally everybody from hitting rock bottom 
being proactive instead of reactive. Exactly. And kind of like what Nate was saying from the libertarian angle, you're getting the money. You know what you need the most. You know the best way to take care of yourself. Are there going to be people who use it for stupid shit? Yes. Of course there are. There are people who take advantage of our programs now. That is unavoidable. If there's more of a benefit to people than there is harm, then it's worth doing. See, I don't really see how this is going to end up helping people who physically cannot work. Because if they're only getting, let's say, off the number you said earlier, 10000 a year, that's not going to be enough for them to live off of. And you're saying, oh, you're going to have to go get a job, deal with it. Not everyone can go get a job and work. Some people are physically not able to do that. But you're missing the part where I said the businesses will be paying people less. So that means the prices of everything are going to start going down because you're not going to be paying workers as much as you were. Everybody is going to be getting paid however much the base amount is. So it's not really affecting everybody's take-home pay. It's just making sure that when shit hits the fan, you're not out in the street. You know, well, for I think that's on the financial issue. Uh, I, I don't really want to talk about it. I'd rather focus on the other side. But one thing to hit on is you said one base price around. That doesn't work with the price of inflation across the country either, though. Well, $1,000 to someone who lives in San Diego isn't the same thing as $1,000 to someone who lives in Marion. So the price would have to adjust according to the area you lived in. And if it didn't, then it wouldn't, it wouldn't be equal. And I also want to say you're putting a lot of faith in corporations that they're going to pass these savings on to the consumer. No, this is going to have to be something that ends up becoming law. Making these changes is not something like the government is going to be able to come in and say, all right, this is how we're going to do now. This is a cultural, governmental, societal shift. This is the equivalent of like an 8.0 earthquake to our economy. We would do this. Everything would have to change. Otherwise, it's never going to work. You are going to have to force businesses to comply. Politicians are going to have to sacrifice their careers to get this to happen in america for this to happen you would almost literally have to have a miracle i see where you're coming from and i can recognize the benefits like i was saying earlier at the same time i have a i called a petersonian view on this jordan peterson i think i showed you guys the video he was saying people don't need money the wider problem like we were talking about earlier the widespread depression and all the other problems in the country stem from people needing something to do needing self-worth and if everyone suddenly has well here's your base amount of money you don't necessarily have to work you can work, obviously, if you want more money, but it's kind of pulling even the rug under, out from underneath people that were working for minimum wage. It's like, well, I don't have to do that now. Now what am I going to do? Because I hate my fucking worthless piece of shit minimum wage job. I don't want to do that anymore. I feel like it's further driving the depression, the feeling of worthlessness when people really need a sense of self-worth now more than ever. Joe's saying that there's going to be negatives with it and he thinks the positives are going to outweigh the negatives. There aren't going to be as many people that will become useless to society in a way. Yeah, because it's going to have to be a small enough amount of money that if you lose your job, you're not going to starve. But it can't be enough money that you don't need a job because then you get into what Peterson was talking about. If that's what we're going to do, it's not going to work for almost every single reason of what he was saying, where people won't have an urge to do something. That drive will disappear. Not to mention the financial situation of it being unsustainable 
unsustainable. You have to have people working. You have to have them paying in. It's just, we live in a capitalist society, so a citizen's power comes from their buying ability. Automation is going to take more jobs than it's going to create. Therefore, people without jobs are going to lose their ability to participate in our whole society. You have to have them be able to participate. Otherwise, it's going to crash. As much as I hate to say it, this isn't a great way to end a conversation, but I think we're going to agree to disagree on that. You think the benefits will outweigh the negative, and I feel like the negatives will outweigh the benefits. Yeah, I agree with Nate. Kind of where we're coming coming from on this. But like, what what are the negatives? Like you keep saying that you were saying that it was the people will lose their drive, right? And that is sure, that's part of it. What's the other part? Well, it's kind of getting more into where's the money coming from as far as... Well, I mean, we still need to discuss that. We do need to get into Should we go ahead and do that? All right. Where's the money coming from? Because obviously something gets cut or taxes go way the fuck up. And I don't think anybody's happy about that. So this kind of program I could probably get behind if something massive is cut to pay for it, like military spending. <laughs> <clears throat> um, otherwise, I mean, if you're not cutting anything, which you know how the fuck our government works, they don't ever want to fucking cut anything. If you don't cut anything, we're just going to start paying more money in just to get that money back. And what the fuck is the point? No, I mean, there's going to have to be some cuts and there's going to have to be... You're going to have to raise taxes on businesses. That's where the businesses can get off to where you're paying your people less, but your taxes have to raise a little bit. Yeah, see, that, that seems like that circle of logic is, isn't going to work itself out because you're, you're going to pay the people less, but your taxes are going up. That balances out. Therefore, prices stay the same. Nah, it's not a one-to-one -one thing, though. You will pay infinitely more money on taxes and you're also forgetting that you're not being you're not paying into social security anymore you're not paying into uh unemployment anymore you're not paying into any of those other programs you're only paying into the one taxes you're saving a lot more money than you are paying out in taxes because a tax affects everybody you're going to be bringing in more taxes because you're going off a lot of people but each individual business is going to save more because they're paying their employees less i still don't i i know you said that everything's gonna the prices are gonna go down on everything but i still don't see how those who cannot work are going to be able to sustain a living i i yeah. just i don't I mean, they're, they're, not not really, they're not really doing it now though better than i feel like this would do yeah if you're talking about paying people little enough where they still need to work but not so much that they don't have to work seems like the people that can't work you're not paying them enough that they don't have to work so you need to increase it more for those people is what you're saying it seems like there'd have to be some other kind of supplemental program for those people and then it's kind of welfare all over again all of a sudden people start finding ways oh wait these people that can't work get more money i don't want to work if i can find a way to screw the system the same way people do with welfare now so i get that kind of money yeah but i mean that's not really that kind of money i mean we've seen people on medicare and on those benefits they're not living any kind of high life i i don't see how if you have two people living in a house and they're both receiving the same check and then one of them also still has a job you're increasing the amount of money that's coming in whereas now it's you have two people living in a house one of them can work the other one can't the other one is relying on benefits but it's not a whole lot of money anyway right, and, if right. This, and if this other person loses their job that they still have money coming in right it's really hard to argue this without actually seeing like figures on it because it really comes down to okay if we're gonna increase taxes to pay for this how much taxes are going out versus what's coming in like, 
Like unless we really have numbers, it's hard to really take a stance one way or the other. Because it seems like what I was proposing way back when, like Ron Paul was proposing, hey, why don't we stop taxing the poor when they work? Let them keep their money. Then you don't need to supplement anything because they're not paying in. They're keeping their money and then they're spending it. And then they're still participating. They still have that buying power you were just talking about. I'm more in line with something like that where you keep what you earn, which if this program were to come into play and they could do it that way, which would take some fucking cuts elsewhere in the government. I, I guess my bottom line is I could get on board with something like this if the government massively shrunk. And I don't see that ever happening. I only see the government growing as a result from this when they have that kind of control over people's income. I don't see the government getting a whole lot of power from this because it's if anything it's being so that they have to keep tighter control over taxes so it's if anything making them more accountable because if they fuck it up people aren't going to be getting their money that they know they're dude but that's my take on it like i view it as a complete redistribution of our benefit system to cover everyone not just a few people so that way you're never going to get to the point where you fall into the gutter and you're starving and you also get to have this modicum of buying power in a society that is moving more and more towards taking jobs away i hear you. i hear you. and uh another point that's kind of more on your side the way we have to jump through hoops now in the current system it's like if you're earning x amount of money and you're getting welfare to supplement that. It's like, okay, now you're you're able to get by. You're able to make it. All of a sudden, you get a raise. Now you're earning X plus this little bit more. And your welfare gets pulled out from under you. Because all of a sudden, you're waking $1 more than you're allowed to make to get the benefits. That bureaucracy that we've created is really fucking dumb. It motivates people to not succeed. So from that angle, I can be in favor of something like this. Where we really need a system where people are motivated to get out of poverty. And right now, they're rewarded for staying at their poverty level. It's really holding people down the way we're currently set up. I don't necessarily feel like UBI is the answer to get us out of it, but we do need to do something different. Agreed. I got something on that. Hit me. As far as whether or not it's good for us, I think it's like Schrodinger's cat. You're, uh, we're not going to know until we try. Some people may say, you get what you pay for. And if you pay for people to stay home, then that's what you're going to get. People staying home and nothing good happening. Other people like Joe say it's going to save people who fall to the bottom and it's going to help them get back up so they can rejoin the economy and rejoin society again. And that could be true as well. Both of those two things, it's, it's up in the air. We don't know. But one thing we have all been hitting on is the how it's going to get funded. I... The funds are out there already for us to pay for this double, more than double the amount of what it takes to get it going. And I don't necessarily think we need to go by the law to do this. I don't think we need to go to the governments to do it. We, we the people who aren't part of the entertainment industry need to demand those who only provide entertainment and nothing beneficial to society to fork over more of their unearned change, not by political law, but by pressure, social pressure. We got people, actors that make millions of dollars per movie. And then we have teachers that make tens of thousands. Our priorities are fucked up and everybody needs to recognize that. And they do recognize it, but nobody has an answer. I propose this answer. We hold them accountable for that discrepancy. They have the power to fix this issue by sharing more of their wealth, not forced because they're told to, but because they fucking should. We have people struggling while other people are making tens of millions of dollars. Fucking Garoppolo from the 49ers just got one of the biggest paychecks ever in the NFL for playing fucking football. And that's ridiculous. 
What I propose is that we, the normal everyday people, start saying, you know what? I'm tired of these football players. I'm tired of these actors. I'm tired of these politicians telling me that I need to donate to this fund, that fund, fork the bill on UBI or UPI or whatever the fuck they want to call it because it'll be something else different sold to us in a provocative way that tries to get more of our money. We instead ask you first, actors, actresses, you first, sports. Anybody who's in that group, you first. If you give away 75% of your paycheck, you're still going to have three houses. If I fork away 75% of my paycheck to pay for something, I'm fucked. That's a realization that everybody on this planet, even beyond just the United States, needs to realize. The people who make the most money are the people who do the least amount of good for the planet. And we need to change that shit. We don't need laws to change it. We need our fucking dollar that we spend to show them that it's not going to go that way anymore. Stop feeding the system that's fucking you. That's all I got. Brant was so good at not gab out of the podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. Tax People uh, try to say, try to, you know, tax them and put it into, a go no, it shouldn't even need a tax. And if we have enough people join together on this, we won't need to tax them. They will be forced to give it to us or they will be without a living. They can still live in their high mansions and all their awesome shit that they have. They just won't be living as luxurious as they were. They still get to keep all their shit and we don't starve to death. I don't see how that's anything anybody from any denomination side or anything can argue with. The only thing I can say that's negative about it is maybe it reduces productivity overall from people and we get paid so much that we just turn into fucking bubble people like Wally. But we don't know if that'll happen. Maybe we'll fucking reach distant galaxies like Joe and everybody else likes to fantasize about if we actually put our heads together. Well, redistribution voiced by a resident conservative. Resident conservative. About some Only from the entertainment industry. Only from the entertainment industry. Socialism bullshit. Nah, I hear where you're coming from. What about churches? Churches aren't taxed at all. Tax the much... fuck out of the churches. <laughs> we tax the shit out of them, too. I mean, I, I don't have an argument against it, so sure, tax I mean, I mean, you're talking about redistribution from the people not providing any good to the rest of the world. And while... The people that are just putting out a distraction to keep us in our miserable state. Okay, so I... now you're putting religion in the same spot as the entertainment industry. I see where you're coming from. I'm basically saying that to avoid what Rob is saying... But with a lot more bloodshed, we will end up needing UBI. Because what ends up happening is exactly what Rob's saying, except it's people willing yeah. to take that instead of pressuring them. They're demanding it, and they're pressuring them to the point where the guillotines are being rolled out in the streets. I'd love for it to be peaceful. It won't be. That's what happens. We turn on each other and eat the rich. But it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to keep being that way. We can have an alternative way to look at this and actually succeed for once. Instead of just violence begatting violence once again, we just pressure them into it and show them. And maybe we can actually squeeze a little bit of heart out of Hollywood. I know that's fucking wishful thinking, but... Okay, first of all, how dare you? It's pronounced Hollywood. <laughs> Secondly, the only way I see that plan coming to fruition, it won't be social media pressure. They're rich as shit. They don't give a fuck. They don't care about that aspect of their image. They're still going to get paid $20, 30000000 million per movie. They don't no, care I'm about that. I'm saying the social media movement's in supplement to people not fucking spending their money on That's that That's what anymore. I was getting at. That's what I was getting yeah. at. We'd have to see a massive detachment from Hollywood, from the sporting industry, and wow, that would be one hell of a movement. And you know what? If we start really seriously talking about universal basic income, you will see me at one of the forefronts of pushing this mentality on because I feel like it's the best way to do it. And until somebody can counter it with something stronger than what we said here today, I feel like it's the only way we can do it and it be effective. Right. So we've been sitting here debating, well, how are we going to pay for this? And you're basically saying, why the fuck are we paying for it? Exactly. It's 
Bernie Sanders all over again. Tax <laughs> Bernie warning. Hit the alarm. <laughs> it's been a while. I know. <laughs> All right, I feel like this is derailed. Definitely. That was, that was the plan. <laughs> like it does. To put a cap on this, I do think it's a good idea. It's definitely something that is incredibly complicated and does need levels of math that none of us are capable of doing. True um, that. But I don't really see how our society is going to go much further when automation takes a lot of jobs and a lot of higher paying jobs from people and will eventually take even the most basic jobs because it'll be a lot cheaper to have a, ha a robot flip a hamburger than to pay someone to do it, even at today's wages. Right. And it's going back to what Gab was talking about, where Gab and Peterson were kind of talking about, where I can't remember the actual number. There's an IQ point where even the military says there's nothing 85. you can do. 85, you're outright counterproductive. There is no job you can do that will actually benefit anyone. And he said that's about 10% of the population, which is a staggering fucking number, by the way. And what do we do with those people? They literally can't contribute to the economy in any other way, but we still want to keep them alive. I mean, we want to give them the basic resources to live. Dang, I was going to say kill them. <laughs> Gabba comes out as a eugenicist. That's the highlight of this podcast. I mean, couldn't we start with the Jews? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, uh, I just want to say if... Uh, no, Joe, you're not allowed to. <laughs> it's over. Just let it die. 10% of the population would be about 30 million people. Something to war could take care of. Uh, now that you can't enroll them in the military. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. Right? All it's, right. Just think, yeah. about, just think about that. 30 million people. Like, I'm pretty sure not even that many live in Illinois. It's nuts. Kind of crazy. Something to think about. But yeah, we definitely need to do final thoughts. I think we just did. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of my final thought. Holy shit. Sorry it took us so long on the new episode. Malfunctions, wardrobe malfunctions, <laughs> and political Funny malfunctions. Rob's talking about malfunctions as his audio cuts out. God fucking damn Perfect. it. We've had some issues. We're getting it figured out. Right. We're going to be back. Final thoughts. So see us next time. We're going to be talking about some other shit you probably already heard about. But we're going to try to sell it to you in a different way so that you buy it. Okay, so yeah, click, like, Twitter, all that stuff. Yeah, but anything you'd like to add? Put a bow on the end of this? No. <sighs> <laughs> I expected no less. All right, good job, guys. Yeah. Was a lot of fun. The show's over. We did Let's it. Let's just wrap this up so I can uh, go do things. Yeah, you can go. You can go. We're done. Sorry to be such a hindrance. Okay, Joe, I was on here at 6. What time did you get on here? Shut up. Supreme Court says shut up. <laughs> Someone, Triggered. someone turned the music up so we don't have to hear it. <laughs> Fucking Kavanaugh. Why are we still talking about him? I thought we were going to talk about him. We moaned. We groaned. <laughs> we groaned and moaned. We belonged. <laughs> Shit. Motherfucker's scary. All right, I got to get out of here. All right. See you guys. Uh, see you guys Nate, later. you taking a Good. shit in your toilet before I leave. Don't you, you dare. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally doing it. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Last one to get here, first one to leave. Please, please, please leave that in. <laughs> That's going to be so terrible. I, I'm going to laugh so much. I had no idea what I was supposed to fucking say. <laughs> uh, they just recently allowed women to start driving over there. 
and they want us to be proud of them for that, right? I mean, but what am I supposed to say about that as a woman in the United States who has all these rights? Things bullshit. How are women across the world still being oppressed in 2018? How do they just allow them to start driving? They sure as shit can't vote. There isn't even any voting over there. There are Saudi kings. They still have kings and princes like it's fucking Arabian Nights. What the fuck is going on? All right, just change what you just said to sound like me. <laughs> <laughs> That's some next level editing right there. <laughs> <laughs>